0: All right. Welcome to the program. The headline in the Toronto Sun reads: "Woman blockaded balcony door before deadly fall." Uh, according to sources, Sam Pizzano is courts bureau uh, reporter for the Toronto Sun and joins us on the line right now. Sam, good to have you on the program.
1: Thanks. Good to be here.
0: The SIU is continuing to investigate the death of Regis Korczynski Paquette, and a source has provided you with some updated information. What have you What have you learned?
1: Well, I learned that uh, the the woman uh, and her brother were in conflict and uh, called 911. Uh, and uh, senior officer and four other officers showed up to defuse the situation. Uh, essentially, it was an ongoing dispute with uh, between the sister Regis and her brother over some minor matter. Uh, it led to a conflict that had to be de-escalated. The senior officer there is experienced. He's with the mobile crisis intervention team. This is a team that uh, they created uh, a few years ago because of the thousands of interactions that the police have with mentally ill people uh, in an effort to uh, avoid these types of situations. And so uh, while they're in the hallway and um, they had de-escalated the situation, the mother of Regis uh, Kraczynski-Piquette asked the officer to take her to KMH. And uh, and she said and he asked her, well, why should I take her to Cam H?" And she said, well, because she's having seizures. Well, that's a medical issue. It's not a mental health issue. And then the um, Regis uh, made it apparent that she had to go to the bathroom. So they let her into, back into the apartment.
0: So and- everybody at this point in time, when the police first arrived on scene, according to your source, they were all talking in the hallway. The mother, the brother and Regis, as well as the police officers.
1: Well, they were they, they came out of the apartment and were in, all in the hallway. Okay, yeah. And, and so they defused the situation in the hallway, and then Regis asked to go to the bathroom. They permitted her back access to the bathroom and came into the apartment. But instead of when she left the bathroom going back into the hallway, she raced to the balcony. And when she got on the balcony, she moved an appliance. So there's an air conditioning unit, I understand, or a TV to force against the door so it wouldn't be easy to open the door. So blockaded herself alone on the balcony. And the senior officer told all the officers, like, don't rush the door. Um, You know, she's in a uh, whatever panic kind of state she's in. It's better we de-escalate the situation by staying inside the apartment. Now, one of the officers looked through the window, and he saw her hand on the railing. She's afraid, well, what's she doing? So one of the junior officers went to the neighboring apartment balcony and by the time he got to the balcony got access, could see the, the balcony where she was on, she was gone. And so she. And, had, uh, they believed that she had tried to go from one balcony to the next balcony by herself and slipped to her death.
0: So the officer that told the other officers, according to your source, that told the other officers, um, to, source, uh, the other officers yeah. to stay put and don't head out to the balcony, just leave her out there while I defuse the situation. Uh, that senior officer was trained in mental health.
1: Right. He was he had spent three and a half years, of the MCIT unit, this uh, partnership between Toronto police and some hospitals with a mental health uh, nurse who will, who are usually have the first providers, the first scene arrivers are police. And when they assess the situation, well, someone's really mentally ill, they will call mm-hmm. in these people who work 12 hour shifts, use the overnight shift when these crises usually happen. And they would come in. Well, he had, left that unit was back in the divisional unit in 11 division and had gone to the scene but he had the had, had that three and a half years of experience at dealing with this and was trying to get an assessment of the situation and the mother said you know she's having seizures right yeah maybe a more full semester, but you know she has you know mental health issues uh but uh, the way it happened, I mean, if someone desperately says they have to go to the bathroom, you, 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 it seems inhumane to say you're not going to let them go to the bathroom. So did your sources?
0: Did your sources give you any uh, details on how long she was on that balcony?
1: No, just that they couldn't. They didn't try to open the door. He ordered them to, you know, stand back mm-hmm. of the door. They looked through the through the uh, window and could see her hand on the balcony. So afraid she was trying to what was she trying to do with her hand on the balcony? Um, I guess the assumption is just she had already stepped over onto the edge and she's had her hand on it. So they're afraid. So they, they, I guess they were trying to go to the other balcony to tell her to stay put. And he'd talk her back into the apartment. Yeah, and you could...
0: S- you could see that how there's a challenge there because you've got to knock on the door to get access to the other apartment. It's not like you can just run in and run into the no, into the people, uh, yeah. the balcony. So it's going to take time. And if time is of the essence, you can see how something can go uh, very, very wrong in this situation and, and tragically. Um, the SIU is continuing to investigate this um, case. And so usually we hear nothing, not a peep. Why is it, you know, it's presumably your sources they sound like they're Toronto uh, in the Toronto Police. Why is it that we're hearing from them now when we don't normally? Uh,
1: we're well. The, the SIU is in charge of the investigation. They're trying to, you know, to preserve the investigation. They don't want leaks to the media. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, so they have to isolate each each witness, and they're, they're in the process of interviewing the family and getting other witnesses. They have an independent witness at the scene and they have the police officers, all those have been interviewed at that present, and they're going through the process. Normally you, you don't get, even with police investigations, they only give you so much information because the more information that appears in the press, the more it can contaminate future witnesses, but they can read my story and then build their version of events on what they read in the newspaper. So it's disadvantageous for investigators to leak information to the newspapers. Because you're trying to keep the person pristine. If you want to be able to filter out who's telling the truth, and who's not, which details corroborate, which version of events you eventually believe or, or disbelieve, you need to keep the process pristine.
0: Well, presuming, and I am presuming because I don't know what the, who the source is here that provided you with information, but if they are the Toronto police or members of the Toronto police force, then they they want a story to get out
1: i think my, my i've broken many stories for the sun over the years uh, my sources are usually accurate and mm-hmm. I, I have reason to believe it i mean there were the people who the people inside the apartment she's on the outside for a brief time and then she's on the ground if there's a physical uh, blockage to that door then that would mean that that the story is you know that the story of the cousin that they they pushed her off mm-hmm. is untrue.
0: The, the interesting thing about that cousin is the cousin presumably wasn't there. It was just the mother, the brother, and the daughter.
1: You know, it's unfortunate that this incident happens at a time when there's blatant police brutality resulting in innocent black men's death in the United States. That's the problem, because people already are very agitated by the injustices they see on TV in in Minneapolis and uh, Kentucky. Is that
0: why you felt that it was important to get this story out and what your sources are telling you now in order to make sure that uh, people are, you know, informed with what your source is saying so that they don't, that calmer heads prevail?
1: The truth is always the best medicine and not allowing people to make irresponsible allegations that are not uh, verifiable. If, if the if the police did something wrong and they say, you find that, they'll charge them. That's their mandate. That's what they'll do. I've covered story. I I broke the story when one police officer shot another police officer in Pelham. That he, he emptied uh, eight, nine bullets into that. I
0: remember that story. It was tragic. Yeah.
1: tragic. Yeah. I, I broke the story about Bruce MacArthur had restrained, his, could have been his ninth victim on the bed when the police, out of surveillance, went into the apartment and saved that guy.
0: Well, Sam, I, I appreciate you joining us on this story that you've uh, you've broken today. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, you're welcome.